Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here for another week. I know that last week I told you that I was going to be sharing some exciting information related to my life, and it's not going to be on this episode. It is going to be on the next episode, and that is because, I, again, I just want to make sure all of my ducks in are, are in a row, and you know, I'm recording this episode at a time where the information is not out yet, and even though it realistically could be in the world and out there by the time this episode is released, I just want to be a little mindful about, you know, my own sanity and the sanity of others. So uh, for now, we are going to talk about things business as usual, and I will be sharing a personal update with you next week, just in time for Valentine's Day week. So that's my gift to you. Uh, For this week, I want to talk about annual reviews, not because I'm so particularly excited about the topic, but rather because it's just one of those necessary evils that we have to talk about because it's, you know, we are in that time now, especially if you are in traditional annual review processes. So before I jump into it, I just want to remind you that you have the ability to connect with me on Instagram at HR Tracy. I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. And, you know, if there is someone in your life that would benefit from hearing this episode or a different episode, send the podcast their way because, you know, the more the merrier, as I'd like to to call it. And I should also apologize if you can still hear construction because it's been a week and the construction has not stopped. So I hope that you're not picking up on any of those faint sounds, but if you are, I do apologize. So annual reviews, they again, to me, are a necessary evil. I think that there are so many things that we could be doing differently from annual reviews, but this is something that, you know, time and time again, rears its head in business and organizations because it's a way for employers and managers to quantify and qualify performance of their teams or the performances of their teams. So in most cases, most of us are probably in the midst of completing or undergoing a typical annual review process, which means that if you're in a manager role, you're collecting you know, all of the data that you need from the previous year to evaluate your employees. If you're on the employee side, you might even be doing self-evaluations to really recap and review what you feel your performance was like. And then the manager is going to be setting up some time to meet with each employee, so on and so forth. And at the more senior level, the uh, business decision makers, I guess we can call them, or or the leaders of an organization are probably in the middle of having conversations around salary planning, increases, merit increases, bonuses, etc. So there are a ton of moving parts all at once. Um, But I think that the point here is that annual reviews are something that are happening every year, most often in the first few months of the year, especially if Q1 or the first quarter of the year is now, um, depending on the fiscal year that the organization follows. So for all intents and purposes, let's say that this is Q1 and you're in an organization that is doing the annual review process now. 
I want to talk about two things. One, what I think we could be doing differently rather than annual reviews. And two, how to navigate your annual review process. I did have an episode on annual reviews last year, um, but I think I mostly talked about whether they were you know, necessary or not. And of course, reviews are necessary because that's an opportunity for you and your manager to align on, you know, so many things, not only where your performance was for the year before, but also where you hope to be for the future year. So to tackle the first point of the conversation for today, which is what I think we could be doing differently, I think that annual reviews need to be a thing of the past. Having gone through the execution of the process on on so many occasions for so many years. Yes, it's the same thing. It's pretty predictable. You know exactly what's going to be asked of you. And there's a little bit of room for, you know, being creative and expanding a tool or maybe bringing a new software to the organization, whatever that looks like. It's really kind of all the same stuff. And I do think that annual reviews are more laborious than they need to be. And I think in general, people are not really looking to annual reviews to talk about their performance or what they want or need. Yes, maybe it's the time and place for those discussions, especially from the employee perspective, maybe wanting to speak to their manager about a raise or things like that. That's definitely happening and in the right place for it to happen, if nowhere else. I just don't know that I'm convinced that annual reviews are effective and do a good job of bringing both an employee and a manager together. I actually think that quarterly reviews are way more effective, and I know this from experience, or I I feel this from experience. Um, Back in my Target days, we actually, at one point, did do quarterly reviews on top of annual reviews, so it was easy to just kind of bubble everything up. Obviously, it was a lot of work, but I do think you know, I'm just thinking about change management, for example. I do think that if you have one manager during Q1, Q2, and Q3, and you do the quarterly reviews with that manager, and then the manager leaves or gets promoted, and you have another manager doing your quarterly review in Q4, they have something to look back on. They have those three quarters to say, oh, wow, you know, your performance was pretty consistent, and you did a good job with X, Y, and Z. So Q4, I haven't seen anything different. So, you know, I'm going to review you the same way for Q4. And so then when it comes to the process on the back end, like salary, merit, and bonus reviews, which we're doing as leaders um, while managers and employees are going through the actual discussion process, I could see the organization leveraging those quarterly reviews to, without needing to really take in too much more consideration, without even needing to do an annual review, they could look at those quarterly reviews and then make an assessment. Obviously, I think that there is value in bringing the manager into that discussion, especially if there is a hierarchy, bringing the the more senior leader in to say, okay, you know, we need discretionary bonuses or we need discretionary increases for these handful of people because of the work they did, whatever that looks like, right? But And maybe assigning like an annual score. But I just don't think that meeting one time after 12 months have passed to think about the entire year's performance, I just don't see how it could be as effective as meeting every three months. And when I think about organizations that are doing annual reviews in a very traditional way, where it is this sit-down meeting and the employee has done a self-evaluation and all of those things, I don't know that they're necessarily getting a whole or giving 
like meaning the organization. I don't think that the organization is necessarily giving a whole lot of direction to managers, especially on how those conversations go. And I could see, and I've seen it where managers are either new or, you know, super confident in their skill set, and they kind of just walk into a meeting, an annual review meeting, and not have any planning done, not have their points, you know, written out. And it's just not a wonderful experience for the employee. So I just, yeah, I'm not totally sold on annual reviews being, you know, the thing that organizations absolutely have to have. And there are tools and systems and softwares that are out there that focus on making performance reviews a lot easier. And most of the time, the annual review process is like one small detail in the grand scheme of things because you can't physically remember every single detail of someone's performance at the end of a year, the beginning of a new year. So when you have a tool that kind of captures all of your performance um, metrics and and touch points, then that could definitely be an easy way to look back. But I, I do think that there's a benefit in thinking through quarterly reviews specifically. So if you have an influence over this for the next year, um, you know, thinking about going into 2023 and doing a look back on 2022, I would definitely suggest that we all challenge the status quo constantly. You, you all know that this is something that I love to do. So challenge the status quo and maybe... Talk about using and leveraging quarterly reviews rather than annual. I, I, I think that there's probably um, a huge benefit also in workload. You wouldn't have to do a whole major review. And in most cases, organizations are doing monthly check-ins anyway. So there's probably a way to just leverage those for the quarterly. Because I think that it, the less work intensive um, a process is, the more likely it is to get a quick buy-in from the employee. So I mean, I guess it's a little apropos that here I am as an HR person, not really uh, interested in the review process, but I just don't think it's highly effective. Let me know what you think. Send me a DM or an email. I'd love to hear your thoughts. The second part of this discussion with annual reviews is how to navigate the process. And I think there are a few ways that you can do this. So let's say first that you are, you know, an HR leader, maybe you've just gotten into your role and you have some managers that you're helping guide through this process. You can leverage so many resources online for how to host a, an effective annual review conversation, like do's and don'ts things like that. And I would say that as HR professionals, we do have an obligation to make sure that managers and employees are going into these conversations with, you know, their best foot forward. If you're a manager too, maybe you're also an HR professional, but if you're a manager, make sure you plan. Planning is everything. Like I can think about an annual review that I didn't do so great because I didn't plan. But then I can also compare those experiences to annual reviews that I did plan for. And I went in with, you know, all of my notes and thoughts written down and ready to go. And so the process was much smoother and the employee had a much better experience. So in most cases, the annual review process is really leaning on um, the manager and the HR professional to make sure it's going smoothly. However, as employees, which 
whether you're a manager, an HR professional or not, we are all employees. And this is, you know, something that I constantly come back to is that no matter what, even as an HR professional, we are still a a represented employee. And so we have to think that way as well and switch our lens and our perspective as often as possible. So we can really consider all of the, you know, experiences, you know, 360 with a 360 view. So Walking into an annual review through the lens of an employee, we need to go into that review process with an open mind and our listening ears on. And I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm saying that totally and completely seriously because I think annual reviews sometimes carry this heaviness and, you know, maybe you get nervous or anxious going into them, but that's honestly just because you're preparing to receive feedback and, and you, you want to make sure that you're aligned. Right. And in most cases, like you're probably meeting expectations, but there are definitely, uh, experiences and moments where employees don't meet expectations. And so that could be a more difficult conversation. So if you're in the employee in this scenario, which we all are at some point, um, in this year, go into these conversations really open in all ways. So, you know, when you are having the discussion with your manager around things that you could have done differently or things that you should be doing, you know, or considering for the following year or the coming year, you're thinking through, not not like thinking ahead, but thinking through what the person is saying in that moment. So you can ask questions, whether they're clarifying or, you know, expansive. And, and those questions should help you to better understand what is expected of you and what you needed to do differently, if applicable. And I can vividly remember an experience where I had an employee really open to the feedback and it was not an easy annual review conversation that I was having with them, but they um, they were really, really open. And because of that, we were able to have such a productive conversation and the person really made huge strides and huge improvements. And I, I think it's because of their openness to the feedback. And I can also think contrastingly about an experience where someone was not open at all and the experience and the conversation was really difficult and it was a good annual review and that's the difference is like you could be getting amazing feedback but if you're not open to it it's not going to do much for you and you're not really going to go too far in general but especially in that conversation so walk into those annual review conversations um excited and hopeful and ready to really think critically i think if i give myself feedback ever. It's usually around like not jumping to the positive of the message and really like understanding and being hypercritical of what is being told to me. And I say that because I can think of annual reviews, which, you know, I I don't know that I've ever gotten an annual review that was critical, but definitely annual reviews that were a little bit more, um, praise adjacent just because of my performance, which is, you know, I've pat myself on the back for that. I say that with the most humility possible. Um, but I can definitely think of times where I probably could have asked questions to have better feedback, more constructive feedback, so that even in those conversations that were really positive and reviewing good performance, I'd have more concrete examples of what I could do to further elevate my performance and and what I was putting out in terms of my work. So I tend to be someone who really sees the glass half full always, and that can sometimes cloud my 
judgment when it comes to really understanding what someone is saying, really hearing what someone is saying, and not assuming that they mean something more positive than what it is. Again, even though like I've had really good um, annual reviews myself, I do think even in good feedback and even with good performance, you're going to have constructive criticism or you're going to have something that you can work to improve on. And so really hearing what the person is sharing with you and what they're saying to you, I think is super important. So if you're like me, listen, but also listen critically and ask the questions that you need to ask, maybe that you don't necessarily feel you need to ask or want to ask, but ask them anyway. And hopefully you'll, you know, have a ton more clarity because I know sometimes walking away from any conversation, I can think that I heard something, but it didn't really come out that way. And then I'm assuming the best, but it's not always the best. So learn from my shortcomings and just ask all of the questions because an annual review, I think, is a great place for managers to kind of reset everything. And so you might find, even if you have a really um, stellar annual review yourself, you might find that your manager resets expectations or says, hey, going forward, we're going to do this. And that's a strategy, right? And a totally good strategy and one that I think really works well. But you want to make sure that you're understanding fully what the person is saying so that you're walking away clear. And managers, if this is a strategy that you Um, take, which again, highly recommend. This is a place to reset expectations, especially if you have someone struggling with their performance. This is a great place to do it um, because everything is, you know, really set in stone and clear and concrete. Um, But be very clear about your expectations. Use those SMART goals when you write a goal for someone or when you work to agree on a goal between yourself and an employee. Um, And it really makes all the difference. So, with that, I'm I, the last thing that I want to do is talk more about annual reviews because you already know how I feel about them. But I hope that this gives you a little bit of a, um, you know, tool belt, so to speak, to go into some of these conversations because this is the month where it's happening, and March is a month where all of this comes to fruition from a salary perspective, especially um, between March and April. So. Uh, I can only wish you all the best of luck with your annual review processes. I know they can sometimes be super boring, um, but, you know, try and find the fun in them. The, The sooner you get them over, the sooner you can say, I don't have to deal with that again for another year. So that's how I've always looked at them. Um, And I hope that your conversations with your employees, and if you are the employee in this scenario, I hope the conversation with your manager is super productive. It might not be positive, it might not be negative, but let it be productive. With that, if you have any questions or thoughts on this, please, you know, engage on the social media platforms. I'm on TikTok and Instagram, all of the above. You can email me at podcast at hrtracy.com and you can connect with me. All of these links are in the show notes on my link tree. So, you know, head there and connect with me further. Again, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And I will see you next week where I share that bit of personal information that I am looking forward to finally putting out into the universe. So thanks for being here again. See you next week. 